this Monday motherfucking morning. Breathe in roughly through your nose. Inhale the new week. Imbibe the Monday. Accept the Monday into your soul like a lubricated length. Loving the sort of classic Ram vibes on this. Mm. This is Dredger by Kid Drama. Hey, it's Kid Drama! It's motherfucker! but the middle of the night you look over at your delightful carriage clock on your bedside 3am it reads god 3am oh it's cold it's very very cold so you pull up your 1994 nottingham forest duvet all the way up to your chin oh it's ever so cold in here what's what's going on is there a window open or something and then a huge gust of wind comes from somewhere, and a ghostly voice. What? Who's there? What is it? Who's there? It is I, the ghost of memes past. Huh? What? And suddenly you see these ghostly apparitions form at the bottom of your bed. It's Success Kid, Insanity Wolf, Advice Dog, and Socially Awkward Penguin. They're there at the bottom of your bed. What are you doing there? You must not forget about us. We were the original memes. The OG memes. The memes from where all memes are based. Do not... (laughs) Do not go down the wrong route with the memes. We are warning you. There are treacherous times ahead with Article 13. You must be careful. You must sort your act out, bucko, and stay the course. And then they all disappear off into the ether. Oh my god, what's that? And then another voice. We are the ghost of memes future. And some more ghostly apparitions appear at the bottom of your bed. And they're all all strange looking. I don't quite understand what they look they appear to all look the same like a sort of siamese twin but of donald trump's head and jeremy corbyn's head sandwiched together into some 
sort of unholy marriage of a ah, sort of a terrible political nightmare. And they look at you while sipping the <laughs> the blandest Starbucks coffee ever created. Say, we are the ghost of memes future. All memes after Article 13 will look like this. All memes will be the same. We are a warning from the future. And then they all drift off into the ether. Oh, you wake up, you're all covered in sweat. Oh, God, your your rude hullet pyjamas are all soaked. And you turn over and look at the buxom, blonde-haired beauty next to you. She opens her eyes and says, Are you okay? Did you have a nightmare? Yeah, I think so. I I think I was dreaming. What were you dreaming about? And you look at her in her big old brown eyes and you say, I'm just dreaming about coffee and memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. If you're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. <laughs> Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm, on YouTube, all around the world, all across the flat earth already. Jack Murphy has accused me of jumping the shark. Tomorrow, I reckon I can stretch this intro out for 10 whole minutes. Hoo-wee. Don't you worry, guys. I've got 16 in the clip and one in the hole. And we've got some fucking shoe throwers for you today. Got some new current value, new dub elements, new eni, ni, and an, a night, a night, something, n, any, anybody, any tunes. I'm, I'll play them all. I don't mind. Uh, got some, got some ridiculous bits and bobs. Um, some MD, some basically pinging news. Uh, we've got some space station news. Uh, OAP porn star news. It's all in there, guys. Six pack machine. Don't you worry. I've got, I've got it locked in. I've got, I'm, I'm going to regulate. I'm all up in this bitch. Hey, thanks to everybody who downloaded the podcast over the weekend. In some deranged series of events, I don't quite know how. Uh, the podcast got to number five. In the iTunes music charts, who knows? Who knows what's going on there? I don't know how the chart is populated. I don't know what it takes to get to the the top, to knock the bastard George Ezra off the top. One day we'll get him. One day we'll get the evil Ezra. Um, But yeah, thanks to everyone. Uh, Welcome any new listeners who will have almost certainly tuned out by now after my long meandering intro. That's fine. You know, it's, it's okay. You know, it's filtering the wheat from the chaff, isn't it? You know, to get the real... Lobsters. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, what should we go for? for? Look, okay, look, let's get into... Um, what have we got in here? I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to play this new current value bit. It's called Signal Jam. It's weird. I like it, though. It's got a lot going on in it, as you might expect with the current value record. Um, but it's sort of um, kind of lighthearted in the same way. You know, all right, look, let's give it a spin. It'll probably be fine. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think the iTunes chart is based on new subscribers. So that's a bit of fun, isn't it? So welcome any new subscribers. If you have listened this far, I'm impressed. Join the ranks of the Lobster Crew. Just decent, honest, God-fearing folk out for a better way of life. That's like a panic attack in a record. It's like having a panic attack on like a crowded tube or something. You got no way out. Jesus, big titty Christ. Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's shifted the Monday morning cobwebs. I'll chase the Monday blues away. Just beat the Monday blues to death with a stick and then spit on its lifeless corpse. Bloody hell. Yeah, okay, that's Signal Jam by uh, Current Value. Uh, unsure of what label it's on, but, uh, you know, I trust you're all capable of using the Google search engine website. And you can find out almost anything on there. Honestly, loads of stuff. You'd be surprised. Right, look, come on. North Yorkshire School bans Christmas because it's too commercial. Lobsters. A school in North Yorkshire has taken a drastic measure uh, to ban Christmas because they believe it has become too commercial. Right, okay. I mean, yeah, last year we were right up at the edge. This year, that's it. It's crossed the line now. It's fucking crossed the line. Uh, Lady Lumini's school in Pickering... Shit's going down in Pickering, has banned the exchanging of cards, presents, and all forms of Christmas fun until the kids there plead with the teachers to bring it back. What kind of authoritarian madness is this? 
The powers that be hope that it will encourage the youngsters to reconnect with the true meaning of Christmas. Right, okay. To really drive home the message, Father Christmas came into the school to tell the kids if they want Christmas back, they'll have to beg their religious education teacher to reverse the decision. I personally don't like the idea of kids having to beg their religious education teacher for anything. I don't think kids should be in the business of begging, uh, certainly not forced begging or told to beg by someone dressed up as Father Christmas. That just has all manner of red flags about it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, it's a no from me. Uh, The teachers think the Christians should be about the birth of Christ. Uh, To be fair, she does have a point. Really? Okay, look. Jesus, look, Jesus Christ, although I'm sure he was a thoroughly nice guy, is even less real in Australia. You know, he, like, I like, don't get me wrong, I like the baby Jesus. I think he's a cool kid. Uh, he's probably my favourite Jesus of all the Jesuses that there are. I mean, who have you got? You've got sort of sandals, Jesus. Um, you've got uh, Jesus on the cross. He's probably my least favourite least favorite Jesus. In fact, if anything, he's a bit of a buzzkill. Baby Jesus, uh, Raptor Jesus, um, Buddy Christ. There's a few different Jesuses, but ultimately I think Baby Jesus is my favourite because he gets presents and that's kind of cool. He's sweet, you know, he's uh, tender, he's mild, you know, <laughs> he's, he's like a decent curry. Um, but it's, I don't know about this religious authoritarianism. I think, you know, these kids... Kids like, can't fucking be banning Christmas. Come on. The pupils at the secondary school, yes, it's a secondary school, now have a week to email their teacher. uh, Email, okay, here we go. Now have a week to email their teacher, argue the toss about why Christmas should be allowed back into the school halls. Almost managed a uh, coherent sentence there, Lab Bible. The school teachers, uh, Mr. Richard Bramley said... In assemblies this week, Mrs. Paul, one of our teachers of RE, spoke about Christmas and whether the message of Christmas had been lost and buried under the avalanche of commercialization. Oh, you, you, what, are you religious commies? How does, this, how does this even work? Christmas is a day celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think the way Christmas has gone recently is basically saying Jesus is some sort of bastard and that we should shite on him from a great height. I'm not sure that's entirely what it's saying. It can be very stressful, expensive, argumentative, expensive and argumentative, and a very lonely time. It's a school! What's wrong with you, you mad bastards? Mrs. Mrs. Paul read out a letter from Father Christmas. Oh, look, you fictionalised a letter from a fictional character about Christmas, and you're having a go at these kids. What's wrong with you people? Oh, here we go. Look, they've got all conspiratorial about it. Mrs. Paul read out a letter from Father Christmas and cited the example of Christmas cards which bear no relation to the origin or meaning of Christmas but carry symbols we now recognise as associated with the holiday season. For example, Santa Claus, who in his modern incarnation was probably invented by the Coca-Cola company. Like, all right, fucking Mrs. Paul, you tinfoil hat, tinfoil hat Alex Jones-looking motherfucker. Well, yeah, the problem is that uh, the globalists, the globalists and the Coca-Cola company, they've uh, hijacked Christmas in order to sell high-fructose corn syrup enemas to the children. Uh, the interdimensional uh, Father Christmas, Father Christmas himself is actually an interdimensional child-molesting vampire, and he will be sucking the blood uh, to actually make Coca-Cola products out of white liberal elite children. 
Oh, God. He continues, I don't care about this anymore. Look, it, look. I implore the children of the school to email their teachers and tell them what a ridiculous bunch of fascists they are and that you won't stand for this sort of crazy communist tinfoil hat authoritarianism. It's, it's out of control. I'm, I, for one, am triggered by the whole thing. And uh, I'm sorry to have had to have bring it, brought it to your attention, particularly first thing on a Monday morning. This is out of control. Absolutely out of control. All right, look, I think an appropriate record to match this is Dog's Dinner by Break and Total Science. Wow, Squidgy Beats in the chat. Jesus, could Jesus split five beans to feed the whole rave? Wow. That's worth thinking about, isn't it? Oh, 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 
Yeah, this is a lovely bit of gear. Dog's Dinner by Brake and Total Science on Brake's new album. It's almost as if every track on that album is really good. Can you imagine such a thing? Can you even imagine? Yeah, Dog Stinner by Breaking Total Science. God! It's gender neutral, according to the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah, sure, why not? One of the biggest religious debates has an answer, finally. According to the Archbishop of Canterbury, God is gender neutral. Uh, Yep, sorry, uh, feminists. Sorry, uh, MRAs. It's... uh God is gender neutral, even though God is referred to as he. Speaking at St. Martin in the Fields... In Trafalgar Square, the Reverend Justin Welby uh, said, All human language about God is inadequate. Right. And to some degree, metaphorical. God is not a father in the exact same way as a human being is a father. God is not male or female. God is not definable. You can't put God in a box, you know? Stop trying to put... Stop trying to box God in. God's a bit like a sort of like... A bit like David Bowie, just to reinvents himself whenever he wants to. Like, if he's got a new album coming out or something, maybe he's going to... I don't know, maybe this week, God's putting out a modular techno album. Next week, it's folk. Next week, country. You can't define God. You can't... He's not... You know, you can't... He's not got a gender. He's not got a chosen genre. You know, he's creating his own... He's creating his own community. He's done a fine job of it, although, you know, I have my reservations on certain parts of it. The Reverend, who married Prince William... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, sorry. The Reverend who married Prince Harry spoke of the importance of remembering who God is. Look, is this, is this every news article now? It's like, don't forget about Christmas is actually about the baby Jesus. Oh, you know, when you're discussing God's gender, don't forget, you know, don't forget that really he did create the world and he brought his son down and we bloody well killed him. He died for all our sins, you know, don't forget. It's, it is extraordinarily important as Christians that we remember that the definitive rela- uh, revelation of who God is is not in words, but in the word of God who we call Jesus Christ. We can't pin God down. All right, we can't put bloody God in a box. Okay, fine, great, good. The International Space Station is infected with mysterious and potentially dangerous space bugs. Okay, well, this is the beginning of a horror movie, isn't it? Oh, my arch nemesis, Jasper Hamill at the Metro. Great. Jasper Hamill, he doesn't reply to his tweets. Jasper Hamill of the Metro. Scientists have discovered a thriving ecosystem of infectious organisms aboard the International Space Station. A NASA team found five different variants of Enterobacter, which is similar to bugs found in hospitals down here on Earth. Uh, The bugs are normally found under the five-panel hats of jump-up drum and bass fans and are resistant to many kinds of antibiotics. Uh, The toilets of the orbiting space base uh, were one of the main sites of infection, uh, as it is said that the astronauts listened to jump up drum and bass to help them release their bowels. Uh, Researchers calculated that there is a 79% probability that they may potentially cause disease. Uh, Is that that how science works? You go, there's a 79% possibility that it might happen. Okay, um, so yes, all right, it might. Well, what does that mean? 
although analysis has only been carried out on dead samples at this stage, so the risk could prove to be higher or lower. They don't know anything, do they? Why? <laughs> they know absolutely tit all. Right, cancel Christmas. Uh, it's feared some of the bacteria could be drug resistant. Well, I mean, it could, it's feared that they could be an alien life form for all you fucking know, uh, meaning they could pose more of a threat to astronauts uh, because traditional treatments would not work properly. Uh, I don't know, send a priest up there to exercise them. You ain't got a fucking clue, have you? However, researchers stress that drugs are not harmful to humans currently bore the ISS. Uh, Dr. Nitin Singh, uh, who has published a report of the bugs, said, Oh, I think you've written drugs there instead of bugs, fucking Jasper Handel of the Metro. Uh, Dr. Nitin Singh, who has published a report on the bugs, said, Given the multi-drug resistance results of these bacteria and the increased chance of uh, pathogenicity, we have, uh, we have identified these species potentially pose important health considerations for future missions. Please do not send any jump-up DJs into space as they are absolutely riddled. Luckily, the tiny organisms do not appear to be virulent enough to make humans ill at this stage, although we don't have a fucking clue, so maybe they'll take human hosts and turn into deranged space aliens firing laser beams out of their schlongs. It is important to understand that these strains found on the ISS were not virulent, which means that they are not active and not a threat to human health. But it is something worth monitoring and could be the start of a good horror movie. All right, cheers for that, Jasper Hamill of the Metro, you absolute spang. Right, what have we got here? Oh, Power Source by Koo. This is a nice bit. Yeah, this will shift the Monday cobwebs. If there's any left after that current value tune. Possibly one of the most obnoxious records I've heard in a little while.
That was Q, um, and uh, it's called Power Source. It's called Q and L33. Caught me off guard at the end of that. I was reading this thing about um, scientists claim humans are descended from two people. All right, so just, just put this, make this clear. Two scientists claim this. Um, Jess Hardyman of, of the Lad Bible reports, 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 reports. Lobsters. A recent study claims all modern humans have descended from two people who lived 100,000 to 200,000 years ago. The study, which was headed by scientists Mark Stokel and David Thayer, saw the team look into the genetic barcodes of five million animals, including humans, from 100,000 species. Uh, the results apparently proving that we descended from a single pair of adults uh, following a catastrophic event that wiped out the human race. I reckon that was that that have been that flood. You know that flood. You know the big biblical flood. You know with Noah and that he built himself a big old canoe, got a couple got a couple of each animal in there, romped them on. Jobs are good. Uh, Stockel and Thayer, senior research associate and research associate at the University of Basel in Switzerland, respectively, believe that ninety percent of all animal species uh, we know today hail from parents uh, that began giving birth at around the same time, less than two hundred and fifty thousand years ago. Yeah, all right, why not? Uh, along with mining big data insights from genetic databases, the two scientists also reviewed literature in evolutionary theory, including Darwin. Well, they sound like they've got it all sewn up. Uh, Stockel said, at, at, at a time uh, when humans place so much emphasis on the individual and group differences, maybe we should spend more time on the ways in which we resemble one another and the rest of the animal kingdom. All right, well, it's, yeah, very, um, you know, very peace and love of you, mate. Uh, Thayer added, this conclusion is very surprising, and I fought against it as hard as I could. Smoked a couple of ganges, took a bit, you know, took some of the mushrooms, but still, you know, it seems okay. Basically, what we're getting ranted, we said, all we need is a bit of love. You know, maybe we're not so different after all. You know, at the end of the day, everyone likes to have their genitals licked, don't they? So I think we can all bond together on that one. What in the fuck's going on with my accent? I've no idea. The new report uh, also had input from experts at the Rockefeller University, uh, with the findings published in the journal Human Evolution. It raises the question of why there was supposedly a need for human life to start all over again in such a relatively short time ago. It's a simulation. They just reset everything. Come on, we're all in the matrix. It's, it's obvious. Um, if a Martian landed on Earth... Oh, sorry, I'll do the voice. If a Martian landed on Earth and met a flock of pigeons and a crowd of humans... One would not seem more diverse than the other, according to the basic measure of mitochondrial DNA, said uh, Jesse Ausbell, uh, director of the Programme for Human Environment at the Rockefeller University. They've all got very similar accents. Culture, life experience and other things can make people very different, but in terms of basic biology, we like the birds. All right. Um, the mitochondrial DNA examined by the team, which is the DNA that mothers pass through uh, generations, show the absence of human exceptionalism. Right? One, might, uh, one might have thought that due to the high population numbers and wide geographical distribution, humans might have led to greater genetic diversity than other animal species. But they fucking haven't. Right. Uh, at least uh, for mitochondrial DNA, humans turn out to be low on average in genetic diversity. Well, that's a bit fun, isn't it? Peace and love, why not? Maybe we ain't so different after all. Uh, so thank you to um, uh, Stockel and Thaler. They seem like thoroughly nice chaps, and I wouldn't mind them coming around my house for tea. I'm not sure. I'm, I question the validity of their science, but I think they're probably lovely chaps. 
Right, what else have we got? OAP, conned out £20,000 by fake girlfriend posing as porn star. Okie dokie. Rachel Grealish of the Lad Bible reports, reports, reports. Like many people, Simon Frost was simply in, pu- in pursuit to find company. What? Like many people, Simon Frost was simply in pursuit to find company, perhaps even love. But when he signed up to an online dating site, he ended up being conned out of almost 20 grand. The 75-year-old from Cambridge thought he'd found someone to love when he met a woman called Eva Otu. In truth, Eva was catfishing Simon. Oh, poor Simon! Using images of an American porn star, uh, Brianna Lee. Never heard of her. Uh, Over the course of two months, Simon fell for Eva. The pair would often exchange emails and calls. However, in the process of it all, she'd left Simon 19 grand out of pocket. I wonder what he paid for. Uh, Eva scammed Simon by convincing him her late father, who died in 2002, had apparently left her 5 million quid and 250 kilograms of gold. But she needed money for court documents to release the cash. Oh, dear. Oh, poor Simon. He's properly been honey-trapped, hasn't he? God bless him. He looks razzed off. He does not look happy. He look. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, he looks a bit Brexity, but he he's, he's not keen. And, uh, yeah... Poor, poor lad. Um, Simon even got convincing letters, apparently, from the Ghanaian High Court. Right, okay. And solicitors advising him on how to transfer the cash. Simon took out a series of payday loans. Oh, no! Um, In order to send money to Eva and even transferred her 1,600 quid for flights to the UK. But, of course, when the day came for her to move to the UK to be with Simon, Eva was a no-show. Yeah, the loans come with a huge 49% interest. And Simon now has to pay 600 quid a month for two years to clear his debts. Oh, no. Poor bastard. She rang me from the airport and said she'd checked in. I said, I asked her for her flight details, but I never got them. She promised many times she would bring a traveller's check to the tune of 20 grand and bring that fine, sweet ass I'd been hearing so much about. I did not go to Heathrow to collect her and was just waiting at home, expecting her to arrive. Oh, bless him, you silly boy, Simon. You oh, you were dickmatised. During the months, Eva had not only convinced Simon to give her money, but she had convinced him she wanted to spend her life with him. And they had a real future together. Simon said, Harry, I genuinely believe the relationship was real and not leak. I don't understand why anyone would treat me like that, a bunch of bastards. I had good intentions and I was looking for a genuine relationship and not... Uh, it has put me off trying anything like this ever again and that I'm never going to give money to anyone to try and release millions of pounds from a dead relative and that, like, it just seems a bit far-fetched and that. Now I think about it, Howie, I'd rather be lonely than go through all of this trauma again with all your bunch of bastards. That said, I might have a crack on that grinder thing and the lads on that seem real friendly. The OAP is now speaking out about the harrowing experience in order to warn others. Um, he says he's even contemplated says, oh, poor bastard. Oh, we shouldn't laugh, poor lad. Oh, dear. Well, sorry, pal. I think uh, my advice to you is the same advice I give to most people. Start a podcast, you know. Start a podcast, get yourself a Patreon or a, ju- or a Just Giving page, and, you know, maybe maybe the internet will provide. Um, although I can't imagine you have that much faith in the internet after all of that. Sorry, Simon. Oh, he just looks, he looks very Brexity. But um, bless him. Bless him. Uh, Right, what else have we got? 
My Heart's a Lemon uh, by Icicle. It's probably how Simon feels now. Feels like his heart's been ripped out and replaced with a waxy fruit. Third room is the MC Big Boppers on this. Yo, I used the method of a madman growing up in the badlands on the tarmac sands of a tiny island north of France and the profession of a bad man. Where one man bangs, they say it gang bangs, they wanna bang gangs. You got your cock ones in the van dams. That's the way I saw it growing up, some kind of yin yang. Quit slanging, it's a bit bangers. My anger management's managing. Hard man is a mannequin as the Goodlands vanishing to the badlands vanishing To my eyes, I let me just kind of stop whatever they're coming out of this pen And I'm not depending on my temper, turn the fire from when I'm up on the rhythm I'm in the rasping of a rasping in the normal, the last in A blasting with a fiberglass ting And that's relapsed, this chap's collapsing When cats see master, revactly acting Went for the panic button, automatically batting Ace are lethal, nines are dangerous Tens are tighter, don't find the strangers Though this fight, I might fight the strangers Fight rhyme in the limelight for ages Crime rhyme in your mind, mind's contagious I can find time if you find the wages You wanna see you can provide what wages Look supervisors inside the pages Wow, big bop of the whopper on the mic there Smacking it out. A madman growing up in the badlands on the tarmac sands of a tiny island north of France and the profession of a bad man where one man bangs they say it gang bangs they wanna bang gangs you got your cock ones in your van dams that's the way I saw it growing up some kind of yin yang quit slanging it's a bit bangers my anger management's managing hard man is a mannequin as the goodlands vanishing to the badlands vanishing to my eyes I let me just kind of stop whatever they're coming out of this pen and I'm not dipping and I'm into pretend I'm fire when I'm up on the rhythm I'm in the rasping of a rasping in the normal the last in a blasting with a fiberglass ting and that's relapsed it's just collapsing when cats see master revactly acting Went for the panic button automatically batting Ace are lethal, nines are dangerous Tens are tight, I don't find the strangers Though despite I might fight the strangers Fight rhyme in the limelight for ages Crime rhyme in your mind, mind's contagious I can find time if you find the wages You wanna see you can provide what wages Look, supervisors inside the pages I think that's actually Skittles on the mic Not technically MC Big Buffer the Whopper That's my heart's a lemon. Icicle and Skittles. I like that. Yeah. MDMA makes people more cooperative and forgiving. Scientists discover. Right. Okay, yeah, well well done. Uh, oh, Jasper Hamill of the Metro reports. Jasper Hamill of the Metro. 
ecstasy found fame in, fame in the rave scene, but it's currently being studied seriously. Oh, like we weren't studying it seriously, Jasper Hamill. Like, like, like you've ever taken pingers, eh? Like you've ever got buoyed up on the good stuff and gone to bloody Helter Skelter, eh? Jasper Hamill in the Metro. Like you've ever heard Mampy double drop the nine with original nutter while you're coming up off a bean, eh? Jasper Hamill in the Metro. Um, now it's being studied seriously to see if it could have therapeutic benefits. Uh, now scientists have discovered MDMA. What? Uh, the drug's active chemical uh, causes people to cooperate more effectively with others. A team from King's College London has found that the drug causes changes in the parts of the brain linked to social processing, a term which refers to the way in which people establish relationships with society. Uh, problems with social processing are recognised as a fundamentally diff- uh, are recognised as a fundamental difficulty in a range of psychiatric conditions, and are not treated effectively by current medication. The university said, "Oh, I've got some uh, nice red pingers there with um, sort of little power button signs. That's a bit fun, isn't it?" Um, to work out the effect of MDMA, researchers gave participants an MDMA pill or a placebo before asking them to play the prisoner's dilemma. Uh, in this famous psychological game, players choose to either uh, compete or cooperate with another person. Both players get points if they cooperate, but if one player chooses to co- uh, compete, they receive all the points while the other player gets nothing. Uh, the researchers found participants who'd necked some MDMA, who'd boshed some pingers, who were razzed up on gurners, or who were chomping down some chin swingers, uh, were more cooperative, uh, but only when interacting with trustworthy players. They were also more willing to build relationships uh, after a breach of trust and constantly requested something called bricks don't roll. Wow. Uh, Professor uh, Matea from the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology and Neuroscience is senior author of a paper of the research. He said, we asked people, uh, sorry, how are we? I don't know, do you think he's Geordie? Uh, could be Welsh. Um, we asked people what they thought of their opponent, and surprisingly, MDMA did not alter how trustworthy they thought the other player were. Untrustworthy players were rated as low on the scale, whether on MDMA, a placebo, or razzed up on any kind of gurner. And trustworthy players were given equally high ratings. MDMA increased activity in the superior temporal cortex and mid-cingulate uh, cortex, which are important in understanding the thoughts, beliefs, and intentions of other people, the team found. Co-author Dr. Anthony Gabby uh, added, uh, When trustworthy players betrayed the participant, the breach in trust had an equally negative impact, whether participants were under the influence of gurners or not. However, Gern has led to a quicker recovery of cooperative behaviour, and this tendency to rebuild a relationship led to a higher overall levels of cooperation with trustworthy players. Basically, if you're rasped up on Gurners, you're more likely to give people a benefit of the doubt. Uh, using MRI scans, we were able to see that MDMA had an impact on brain activity when processing the behaviour of others, rather than altering the decision-making process itself. Interesting! Well, there's a lot of interesting research on the use of MDMA for helping sufferers of PTSD. Um, Some very exciting uh, research about that, which you can read up on if you use the popular search engine website, Google. Bizarre machine will sculpt a six-pack for you while you snooze. Right, yeah, lobster crew, get on this. Exercise is tough let alone the kind of consistent, vigorous exercise that leaves you with a body like a Michelangelo sculpture. All right, Jeff Parsons of the Metro. 
Um, bit doughy, are you? So why not just lie back and let the machine take care of the work? Hey, come on, it's futuristic luxury communism. Let's do it. We'll all have six-pack abs and helper robots and uh, driverless cars and even more six-pack abs, thanks to our trusty robots. That's the idea behind the EM Sculpt machine over in the United States of America. It sends high-intensity focused electromagnetic waves into the body causing muscular contractions in select areas while you just lie back and think of Jesus. Amazingly, the thing actually seems to work. Yeah, why wouldn't it work? Um, not only is it approved by the US Food and Drug Administration, but clinical studies of 22 users, big sample size, showed patients experienced an average 20% reduction in body fat after four sessions. What? And a 15% increase in muscle mass in their stomachs. I want to see this fucking test. 20, a reduction of 20% body fat? That's... Well, well, for anyone who roughly knows about this sort of stuff, even vaguely knows that that is an absolutely gigantic uh, difference. Like, if you weigh, I don't know, if you're, but this is ridiculous. You can't go from like 20% body fat. All right, okay, so is it 20% of the total body fat or is it 20? Because if you're like 30% body fat, it's not going to take you down to 10, but it might take you down by 6%, I guess. Maybe four sessions though. It just seems unlikely. So it manages to make you burn body fat and increase muscle at the same time. Mm, As far as being in an anabolic state and a catabolic state at the same time, it's not supposed to be scientifically possible, but okay. Some call it roids without the rage. (laughs) Dr. Ryan Nystein of the US-based plastic surgeon who offers the sessions uh, on the machine told Bloomberg. It's not cheap, though. Four visits to Nystein's office costs three grand. Jesus Christ, that's about two million Australian dollars. Um, and the good doctor says that it uh, is not a real replacement for exercise. Ugh, great. Damn. Within two weeks, you should be able to get the equivalent of a year's worth of gains in your core or buttock. What? This is a... Right. I'm waiting until someone on Joe Rogan talks about this and then we can find out what's really going on. Get, like, I don't know, Rhonda Patrick or Dom Diagostino or one of them not on there. We'll find out what's going on. Uh, Get Eddie Bravo to look into it. In no way are we using this machine to replace exercise. It's really helping the busy person who's got a job, a family, commitments, and maybe spends too much time on pingers and doesn't have time to work out. They're still eating well and they're still exercising, but everyone can go to the next level. Right. Well, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm prepared to part with three grand for it, but I like the idea. I mean, I guess in, maybe in five, six years it'll come down in price and then maybe we can have some sort of lobster crew meetup where we all just go and get rippling six-pack abs together. Be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Right, what else we got in here? Like this. This is Dub Ele- new one from Dub Elements. This is, yeah, this is this is a hunky, hunk, hunky lump right here. <laughs>
pleased to tell you that I have removed the literally a communist sample from the soundboard, so you're all safe. Don't worry. Surprise, motherfucker. This is called Like This by Dub Elements. Absolute hunk of a record. A real six pack ab of a tune. Oiled up and ready for action. Yeah, like this by Dub Elements. Uh, unsure what label it's on. I'm sure you can work it out though. Best of luck to you. Man, battered boyfriend with singing fish. Billy Big Mouth Bass uh, was used as a weapon. Billy Big Mouth, Big Mouth, Big Mouth Billy Bass is a weapon. It's a weapon of mass destruction, that fucking thing. I can't even believe they're still around. I'm surprised they haven't all been thrown into a gigantic hole and burnt. That's what they should do with them. You know, bloody year. All right. Lobsters. April 23rd. Oh, this is old news. Damn. Come on, smoking gun. A Florida, obviously, a Florida man was arrested yesterday after allegedly striking his boyfriend in the head with a big mouth belly bass, the novelty singing fish. Officers were called Sunday afternoon to a residence in Sebastian uh, in connection with a reported domestic battery. Upon arriving at the home, cops found Larry Tinnerman uh, with a laceration on his head, an injury the victim says was caused by a big mouth belly bass thrown by Gregory Carney. Gregory Carney, you bastard. In his mugshot, he appears to be wearing a, um, uh, well, like one of those sort of cloak things they put on you at the barbers to stop the hair getting on your, uh, on your schmock. Uh, in interviews uh, with Tinnerman and Carney, cops determined that the men who have been domestic partners for 17 years had been quarrelling earlier in the day. At one point, Carney went into the den and began playing with his singing fish. Tinnerman said that Carney continued doing this just to aggravate him. Yeah, I mean, why else? Presumably no one could enjoy Billy the Big Mouth Fish. They probably use it for torturing people in Guantanamo Bay. They're just like, they've, well, they've got it, it's because it's like motion sensitive. They've got it just out of reach and then just in front of it, it's one of those little pecking bird things like he has in The Simpsons to peck the keyboard and it's just constantly triggering uh, bloody Big Mouth, Billy Big Mouth Bastard Bass to start singing Take Me to the River. Uh, after having to endure several Big Mouth Billy Bass performances, Tinnerman, 52, removed the singing fish from the room and placed it in the trash. When Carney discovered the novelty item was missing from the den, he quizzed Tinnerman on its whereabouts. Howie, you busted with Big Mouth Billy Bass and I'll need a last me favourite novelty toy and that, Howie. When Tinnerman responded that Billy Bass was now in the trash, Carney became angry. 
Carney then fished the singing fish from the garbage and threw it at his boyfriend, cops allege. The item struck Tinnerman in the head, causing a laceration. A laceration. Carney, seen above, admitted throwing the singing fish. Uh, it said <laughs> he did not aim for Larry and struck him in the head by accident. Fair enough. I believe him. Seems like you know. Seems uh, seems like a terrible, unfortunate event. And um, I hope the big mouth belly bass isn't broken. No, I actually, do. I hope it burns in the fiery abyss. Um, Carney was subsequently arrested for domestic battery, a misdemeanor, and booked into the county jail. He's looking at 25 to life. Now free on a $500 bond. He's scheduled uh, for a May 15 arrangement. Tinnerman declined medical treatment for his injury. An arrest affidavit does not indicate whether cops confiscated the Big Mouth Billy Bass's evidence. Uh, as seen below, the Big Mouth Billy Bass performs expert, uh, excerpts from the songs Don't Worry, Be Happy and Take Me to the River. Um... Yeah, I, I, I've always known that they were a, a sort of a weapon of torture, but I didn't ever consider like beating someone over the head with that. It's an, it's an option, just in you know, it's an option. Right, look, we're at the you know we're we're, we're fifty nine minutes past eleven past ten now. It's um it's time to go home. No, it's not. It's time to get about your day. It's time to get out there, get after it. You know, can't chase that bread, chase that paper, son. It's time to get out and do some good in the world, do some work, build an empire, build a community. Build some muscle. Get one of those bloody muscle building machines. Come on, save up all your pocket money. Go out go out begging for it, you know. Just get a sign that says, you know, that you're in need of six-pack abs. You know, it's 2018. People donate to weird stuff. Um, right, so to play us out, here is uh, N.I. with Bag of Raw Meat. Some weird fucking names of tunes today. My Heart's Eleven. Bag of raw meat, dog's dinner. What does it all mean? Uh, the man was not charged with friend zoning an officer. He got away on that one.
yeah. It's Bag and Roll Meat by Eni. Just leaves me with time to shout out the VIP list. This is a list of bad motherfuckers that are supporting this show and Threshold.fm as a whole on Patreon. If you support for $10 a month or more, you get your name on this list shouted out at the end of every motherfucking show. It's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, CRNR, Michael Kaczynski, D- Matty Tomkins, Dave Long, Joel Pott and Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Can, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker and Lily Unsub. What a list of bad motherfuckers. Also, it's worth letting you know this this evening, this evening, tonight, Monday, the 26th of November, sees the return of Rankin's uh, Rankin Radio. <gasps> Jim, the big one, the big boy, too big, too strong, he returns. The prodigal son returns. We'll be talking the turt on Threshold.fm and on the Rankin, Rankin Radio. There's too many Rankins. On the Ranking Radio Facebook page, we'll be doing a video live stream there, and the audio live stream will be on Threshold.fm, and the podcast will go on the Ranking Radio podcast as ever. So if you want to hear us drinking and talking dick jokes, you can tune in, you mad bastards. Right, I love you all. Thank you very much for listening. If you're on the podcast, thank you very much for downloading, subscribing, and all of those good things. I love you all. So go out and be good lobsters. Climb up the competence hierarchy, take on some responsibility, be good to your fellow lobsters, because, you know, we're all the same, really. We all like having our genitals licked. Come on, it's the great leveller. Right, I will see you. I will see you tomorrow. Um, God bless. Don't let your memes be dreams.